When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. And in its defence, the Premier League's been quite good recently as well. Yeah, it's, it's always good. We always say that. How's, how's League One? Well, we, we've not been playing, have we? So Not been thrown out of it yet. This is the MLS UK Show. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 19 of the MLS UK Show. My name's Elliot Holman, in fact, and this... It's Henry Hewitt. Here's what we've got for you on the podcast today. We start, as always, with the game with the changing name. It's finally not my go. I'm excited to have a go at it this week. Yes, uh, excited to say Tom Barlow, Red Bull's starter this week. He's on the show later on. Yeah, he started ahead of BWP. This is huge, and he's on the show chatting to us very, very soon. Uh, Also, we'll be talking Chicago Fire, and um, what a mess that's been this season. And it's rivalry week. It's Atlanta v Orlando. Oh. Let's do it. Can't wait for that one. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK show. Let's do it. Rivalry week is already in full swing. Um, some big games already happened. There's some big games uh, Friday night. Rivalry week is on, and I'm. Uh, I was going to say I'm here for it. I'm actually checking out of it because that Atlanta, the five stripes don't stop and they're rolling into Orlando on the train with that annoying horn. And I'll be honest with you, mate, I'm jumping out of the way of it. (laughs) I'm jumping out of the way of it. No Ruan, no Moutinho. (sighs) Too much on the line. Like, you guys are all right, but we're, we're going for these playoffs and... I'm waving the white flag, I'll be honest with you. Well, Orlando have had a few decent results lately. A good draw at Minnesota. Beat SKC. You're in form. I, I do agree, but I just... Atlanta, man. It's it's unreal. It hurts me to say it, but fair play. Uh, we'll be talking about what happened last weekend and uh, midweek so far. We're recording this on Thursday, so there's been some games that have happened, and then there's a game tonight and a couple of games Friday night. So we start off before any of that with the game, with the changing name. He's got it right. He's got the name right. And secondly, I've been doing these for the last few weeks, so it's kind of taken the fun away because I've known who it is. I don't know who it is this week, so go on, go this, for it. This will be a tough one. Uh, this came in from Tommy on um, Instagram. He's an okay. Orlando fan. Uh, a lot of you have been sending them in. Keep them coming in at MLS UK Show. We'll try and get through them all. But this, So we're going to do Tommy's this week. I'm going to tell you who this player has played for, but I'm also going to tell you who his dad played for. You might get it from who his dad is. Okay, so uh, the player in question 
He actually started his career with Manchester United, but ignore that because he played no games. He was 14 <laughs> years old. Uh, his career has uh, then a couple of loan moves in England, but he then moved to the US. He played for Portland Timbers in 2017 for 10 games. I know who it is. And then now he's playing for San Antonio, obviously not in MLS. His dad... Can I, can I tell you now off air before you carry on? Okay, Just to on. prove that I know. Yes. So this player in question played for Portland Timbers. Actually, it was to 10 games, and then he played uh, earlier on 19 games in a lone move. But his dad, especially if you're from the UK, you might know his dad a bit more. His dad played for Tottenham, Middlesbrough, Everton, and then he moved to Liverpool in the year 2000, played 32 games there. Then he moved to Leeds and uh, Hull City, where he played most of his games. He played 180 times for Hull in like eight years. I didn't know he'd spent eight years at Hull, surprisingly. But uh, So that's his dad. Who is it? Screenshot where you're up to. Get in touch with us and we'll reveal all at the end of the podcast. Is it too easy or is it just random that I know that? I think it's more random. Okay. Because the guy's only played 29 games in MLS. I like it when there's famous dads involved. It's like Tom Barlow, who's on the show for uh, um, from New York Red Bulls a little later on. Um, obviously, his dad played for Take That, so that's good. <laughs> Did they take that big in the US and I Canada? I don't know. No. Let us know. Uh, have you heard of Take That? Are they? Did they uh, conquer America? Probably uh, not. I feel we have to explain it. So take Robbie that. Williams is big, though. He lives in LA. Yeah, he, he may live in LA. You don't mean people know who he is. Mm. Uh, take That was a, a band in the UK whose lead singer was called Gary Barlow. Uh, right, shall we have a look at what happened? <laughs> I never thought that would be a line on this podcast. Uh, yeah, let's have a look what happened last week in MLS. I think we should mention LAFC first because they're the first team to officially be confirmed. Clinched! Clinched, that's the term. I hate that word. Uh, clinched their playoff place, so well done to them. In other news, the grass is green. Yeah, we already awarded them the league uh, last week. And we have to say as well, um, they currently have the highest goal difference in MLS history really uh, there's more on that in just a bit but lafc highest goal difference in mls history currently obviously if they were now to get thrashed 10-0 yeah unlikely um but yeah and shout out to carlos vea for possibly one of the most ridiculous goals of the season although he's probably up against himself and himself again uh for goal of the season we said he was going to be mvp i think we agreed on that yeah. at the start of the year as well so um minnesota scraped a draw uh, I think that's actually fair to say. Like, I know, obviously, the Orlando bias is in full swing. They scraped a draw. Like, I, I think a lot of people were very surprised at how poor Minnesota were. Uh, came back to uh, to take 1-1 tie, and they're now 19 points behind LAFC. They're in second place, but they're 19 points behind. It's mad, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've, I watched that game, and... To be fair to Orlando, they did like they did against Toronto a few weeks ago where you absorb the pressure and then try and hit them on the break. You did that for the penalty and obviously the Orlando couldn't hold out in the end. But Minnesota, they may be 19 points behind, but let's face it, if you'd have offered second place after 26 games yeah. to them uh, in that conference, they would have took it. So it's LAFC's to lose, but you know, go ahead, Minnesota, you're doing well. In the, in the West as well, Houston, SKC, Colorado and Vancouver dropping back now six points uh, behind when, when we're looking at that playoff race. Who are you looking at out of those four to really stake a claim? Houston, SKC, Colorado, Vancouver. Um, I'd probably go with SKC just because 
I mean, they won at the weekend, a good win for them. And as I said, I think I said last week or the week before, you can just sense they could be something with SKC. I don't think they can be this bad for the whole season. <laughs> They've got a good team. so I would. We probably... said that about Orlando last year. <laughs> yeah, well, we said that. We said that about Orlando. It never happened. But SKC and then Houston second because they can they do well at homes. But I'd go SKC. Okay. Um, so every single week we are uh, each eliminating one side from each side of the conference um, in, in the playoff race. So the, the side that we think is least likely to now be able to make the playoffs... Who have you eliminated so far in the West? Uh, in the West, I think we've both eliminated Colorado and Vancouver. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. So um, who who are you going for this week? Who's next up that you think is not going to quite cut it? It's getting tough now. Because uh, you've just said you think SKC have got a good chance. Yeah, I'd probably then go Houston. I know I said Houston have an okay chance as well. And you can't actually separate uh, SKC and Houston. They've no. got the same... Same points, same games played, and same goal difference. But I, I would fancy SKC just over Houston. So I'm going to eliminate Houston. Okay, uh, I've gone opposite. I've gone SKC. So the ones that you think could bounce back and do well, I've gone SKC. And it's just because, like you said, they are level, but Houston have had that change of coach. It might spark nothing. It may have completely the opposite effect. I'm willing to take the risk. So I'm going to eliminate SKC just on the fact that Houston could now start to offer up something different and, and really go for that mm. little bit extra. And you're going to have to improve the away farm yeah. Houston. Ten defeats out of 12 away. It's not good, is it? Let's hop east. Um, five stripes don't stop. The train's rolling through. It's coming to Orlando. I'm jumping out of the way. They're smashing at the top of the league. Uh, level on points with Philly. Um, so Atlanta have got a game in hand and are already top level on points. So staking a claim. NYCFC with a big win last night as well. Safely third. The playoffs are hotting up, though. The East is where it's at if you want a little bit of playoff drama, I think. Yeah, NYC are a team I worry about from an Atlanta point of view. They're one point behind. They've got a game in hand on Atlanta. And they have just seem to have gone around the business very quietly. Mm. No one's really talking about NYCFC, I think, but because... Same with Philly, though. Like Philly's team is so good. It is. There's no superstars and no one talks about it. But Philly... They've just had the second, especially the second half of the season. They've been having a few defeats, so I think they're on the. Philly have done well to be second. I do, I do think they'll be in the top four come the end of the conference. But you know the way Atlanta are playing, the way the way NYC FC are playing, it's going to be tough for Philly to stay in the top two. Playoffs hotting up: Orlando, Montreal, TFC, Chicago. Go on, talk to me. I uh, know we've both eliminated Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Have we both eliminated Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. That was the easy one at the start. <laughs> um, and then have we both eliminated Columbus? Or, no, I eliminated Columbus. No, you Columbus. eliminated Columbus. You eliminated Chicago, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Right, I'm going to... I think when you look at the... Um, you look at Chicago, Toronto and Orlando have got left then, from my point of view, who aren't in the playoffs... Although Montreal, we're going to talk about their managerial change in a bit. We'll wait and see how that affects them. But I'm going... It's tough, isn't it? It's so close. Yeah. You even look at New England in six, who are 35 points, only a point ahead, two points ahead of Chicago with 10. I'm going to have to eliminate Chicago just because, for me, we seem to go one step forward, two steps back yeah. all the time, and they'll get a good win, but then next week they'll get beat. And he may be a point off the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to 
sustain a, a, some good form to the end of the season. So I'm going to eliminate Chicago. Okay, we'll talk more about Chicago a little later on. We're going to be joined by uh, Fire Fans of the UK on the podcast a little later. Um, we now agree then. We agree in all our teams because I'm going to eliminate Columbus, who you already have. Yeah. I've already eliminated Chicago, so we're level there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they've tied, this is from memory, I think they've tied their last three games. That's where you have to make it count. When you're already down there, Maybe Orlando, Montreal could afford to do that. I think Orlando going to Minnesota keep keeps them in the hunt. That that tie, that point is vital. I think Columbus were a little bit further back, and they're in that situation where they couldn't quite afford to tie that tie those games. And for me now, I think it's going to be a tall order. If they win at the weekend at Cincinnati, you look and think, well, Orlando. Let's face it, will probably lose against Atlanta. Toronto and Montreal are going to take points off each other because they're playing each other. So if they get a win, suddenly the they're within a couple of games mm. to get into the playoffs. So there is opportunity there. But I think you're right. I think the last three games have been vital for them, especially the Cincinnati at home game. I know they clawed it back from 2-0 down, but they, they need to be winning those games if they're going to do anything. 100%. The MLS UK Show. So last episode, you may remember that we crowned our new... MLS UK unofficial champions. So you what, love this, by the way. Uh, what we did was we started with Atlanta at the game week one, who were MLS Cup champions, and it was kind of like you getting boxing or wrestling, where if you fight, you put a title on the line. So, of course, game week one, DC beat Atlanta, so then DC became our unofficial champions. We followed it from there, and uh, on the last episode, we told you that FC Dallas were our new champions. However, since our last episode, FC Dallas have played two games, but in their first game, they played LA Galaxy away, and Zlatan scored two, and LA Galaxy won. So that means LA Galaxy are our new champions. They then drew 2-2 to Seattle over the weekend. So they retain it, right? They retain it. So LA Galaxy are our new MLS UK show unofficial champions. So uh, we'll keep this going. We'll see how where we get to at the end of the season. Because, as you pointed out last week, it could be that a team who isn't in the playoffs mm. wins it on the last game of the season. Cincinnati could win the last game of the season. Exactly, and they'll be out Finish on bottom of <laughs> the whole thing and be our champions. Yeah. So I love this. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep that going. Am um, I right in saying that this is the first time LA Galaxy have held it all season? It is, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I need to point out that it is only MLS, so Cruz is a fool who won uh, in the League's Cup in the week uh, against LA Galaxy. They do not hold it because it's not on the line to them. Because I think we might have to wait a long time for uh, for them to put it on the line. Um, right, so that's what happened last week in MLS. Uh, there were games in the week. We had New York City uh, beating Columbus Crew 1-0. We had LAFC, as we've mentioned, beating uh, San Jose Earthquakes 4-0. And we had DC United 1, New York Red Bulls two um let's just talk about wayne rooney for a little bit because wayne's obviously he's announced he's leaving Mm. he's going to derby county at the end of the mls season so about january time yeah he was in the news at the weekend against vancouver he had a lot to say on the pitch about the referee and he's now been sent off in his next game so that's two games since the announcement Mm. he spat his dummy out last weekend and now he's been sent off where's his to you where's his head at uh well as you know i live in derby where wayne is headed uh, and i've actually seen one of his feet in derby already <laughs> on my way into work today i think it's difficult i think we can all put ourselves in a position in any uh line of employment 
when a change is coming, but you have to wait a long time for it, and it's not just like, right, you're done. I think mentally it's very difficult. Whether you do it on purpose or not, I think it's mentally very difficult to not check out. I'm not saying the sending off is anything to do with it. I don't believe that. I think, you know, when you're on the pitch, you're on the pitch, especially with Wayne. He's always going to give 100%. But he'll be looking now. You know, we know what life's like. You know, you look ahead, you're always looking to the future. And Wayne's future, unfortunately, is not in D.C., could you make the argument that maybe he's trying a bit too hard? He wants to end on that MLS Cup win and he's he's putting too much... Because we know Wayne Rooney and when he puts too much mm. effort in, too much emotion in, he then gets sent off. He can do stupid things. We've seen that throughout his career. Could you argue that maybe is that's what's happening at the moment? I think so. I think, that especially with the, um, you know, sort of whistleblowing with the MLS travel, uh, it's something that... I know like all the players' unions are, are working towards and uh, trying to get more charter flights um, throughout the season because players are on regular flights, getting held up, sitting in airports for eight, nine hours. And I don't know whether he would have said what he said if he was staying. So the match ended 2-1. Uh, the big news before the game, New York Red Bulls with a starting lineup, And we were very excited for this because mm. we... I'd planned to have Tom Barlow on the podcast today. We recorded the uh, conversation at the start of this week. He's had a great first season in MLS. And it sounds like even he would have been surprised by uh, the start last night. Yeah, so here's what happened. when Earlier this week, I caught up with New York Red Bull striker Tom Barlow. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Welcome to the MLS UK show. Henry here, and I'm delighted to say joining us right now on the phone, it's New York Red Bull striker Tom Barlow is on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Not a problem. So, Tom, first, before we start, I need to know, I need to get to the bottom of this. I was checking out your Instagram before. Are there any plans to bring the long hair back? <laughs> uh, as of right now, no, but... Uh... I don't know. People, uh, people give me uh, a little trouble uh, when they they scroll down and see those old photos. Um, honestly, I'm not. Uh, a lot of guys on the team, you know, they get their haircuts, you know, every uh, every week, every two weeks, and uh, I don't know. I think I'm just a little lazy. I usually let my hair grow and then I buzz it, and then <laughs> uh, you know. So uh, as of right now, no. But who knows? Maybe. So what was that a phase you were going through out of uh, out of <laughs> high school or, or what? No. So I was I was in college and. Uh, yeah, this kid on my team, um, he was from Denmark, and he used to cut, like, everyone's hair on the team, and he uh, he ended up graduating, so um, I, like, didn't have, I didn't have anyone to cut my hair, and I was, like I said, I was a little lazy to go to the uh, go to the barber, so it ended up getting longer and longer, and I, I bought a hat at the time that I kind of liked, so I was wearing that, and uh, next thing I knew, it was, it was pretty long, and I was like, uh, I'm just gonna let this go, see how it looks, <laughs> and then I ended up keeping it, so... You must have been gutted then. Your bar- your barber graduated from college. Yeah, I know. I was bummed. I was bummed. But if he, if he didn't, then I, I would never have the long hair. So, oh, it's that's right. that's a good point. Um, yeah. so uh, let's get to soccer then. Um, you've had a great season. You've managed to break into the New York Red Bulls squad. You must be enjoying it. Oh, I love it. It's been a great year for me. Um, but yeah, I started. I guess signed with the first team in May. It's been nothing but fun and. You know, I'm learning a lot, and it's a lot of hard work. But so far, it's been uh, it's been really good. I know you were scoring goals for Red Bulls too, but are you a bit surprised yeah. how quick you've managed to to break into the squad? Uh, yeah. I mean, so you know, obviously with uh, Bradley Wright Phillips being injured, um, you know, Brian White's been been the uh, the main guys uh, 
throughout the year. So, you know, I've been, you know, pretty lucky that, uh, you know, I've been able to get some minutes here and there. Um, so yeah, just trying my best to, you know, score some goals and help the team win. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I, I just, the team's great. So, and, uh, you know, the way we play, we create a lot of chances. So I'm not surprised that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a bunch of looks, but, uh, you know, I'm trying my best to put as many in as I can. Uh, and you did that against, I must admit, mm. against my team, Atlanta. So I was a bit bummed. <laughs> Happy for you, but a bit bummed. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was pretty pumped about that. It was fun. Um, and that, that was, uh, was it, I think Brad Guzan hadn't conceded for five games before that. Can you describe yeah. that moment to us? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were down a guy. So Tim Parker got a red uh, pretty early. I think it was like 30th minute or something. So we were down for a while. And uh, I, I subbed in, I think, with 30 minutes left. Yeah, just Danny Royer played a played a ball through, and I was just able to get my head on it, and luckily, luckily it went in. But uh, yeah, I was I was so excited. I mean, my first goal and everything. So I can't I kind of went you know kind of crazy, but it was fun. It was it was really cool. And right in front of the Red Bulls fans as well. That must have yeah. been a, a great moment. Yeah, it made it even more you know more special. So getting to celebrate in front of them, and I think they they really enjoyed it. So they they still every time I see them, they still. Uh, you know, tell me congrats and all that stuff. Yeah, how have you found the difference then between like USL and, and MLS? What are the defenders like? What's the sort of difference in the the opposition? Um, so I'd say the man. I mean, just defending wise, like they obviously the you know the defenders they're just a little bit smarter um, in the way they defend. You know, uh, for me, it's just like you know the way they bump you and uh, you know when you're going up for like an aerial or something like that. It's just kind of it's a little bit tougher, but um you know for me because i like to get in behind a lot so i'm always trying to run the line and um you know find different ways to get in behind so um but you know they're just you know they're they're bigger too so they're a little bit faster um but but so it's been a, a little bit of an adjustment but it's been good so I've, I've i've learned a lot so far so still learning still trying to get better at it but but uh it's it's definitely a little bit of a difference for sure and um, who's the best player that you've you've either played against or maybe played with in MLS at the moment? Ooh, like a defender I've gone against? Yeah. Let's see. I'd say um, uh, at the moment, I think it was just tough for me just because he was so big. Uh, I was up in Toronto just going up against uh, uh, Omar Gonzalez. I know he's a little bit older now, but they, he was like a standing next to a tree. You know, he's just <laughs> he's huge. So uh, he made it. He made it a little bit difficult, um, but yeah. So probably, probably so far, I'd say him. Um, so that moment, because uh, obviously you're playing college football and you've you've come up yeah. the ranks there. Like, is that the one thing then that you point out for when you're playing MLS? It's the, just the guys are so much bigger that you're playing against. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, you know, and they're obviously you know a lot better with the ball and their decision making, and you know the the play is just a lot faster. So. Um, it's, it's definitely a difference. Um, but I mean, once you're, you know, once you're in training and you're training a lot, like my game from when I was drafted last year has, has improved, you know, tremendously just from, from training in that, that environment every day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a difference, but yeah, the guys are definitely uh, bigger, a little bit more athletic. Um, so it's good. It's been good. Um, so you mentioned before then, uh, really you got into the squad because of the injury with BWP. He's back now. What's it like training with him every day and, and what have you learned from him? Yeah, he's great. Um, 
Yeah, I've learned a lot. I mean, he's always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to, you know, pick his brain a little bit here and there just because he's, you know, he's had so, so much success at the club. I mean, he's just a great competitor. He's a great leader. Uh, he's very humble. But, the, you know, the way he works, you, you know, you see why he's, why he's done so well because he's a, you know, he's a hard worker and, um, like, he defends, he scores goals. And I try to talk to him as much as I can and, you know, just kind of watch him play. And I've watched tape on him. But he's a... Uh, it's great to it's great to be able to train with him and just kind of see you know how he goes about his business every day because he uh, he's a great great guy and a great great player. Brian White, if you go look back at the weekend, Brian White was started ahead of BWP for you. He's trying to break yeah. into the team and he's in the squad. Is is that kind of uh, inspiration for you? Knowing that if you get in the team and start scoring some goals, you, your place is there up for grabs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you're always trying to you know trying to compete for a spot and so yeah he's done I mean he's done a great job he's scoring goals you know he's doing everything the coaches are asking of him so you know hats off to him and I'm happy for him but yeah so any anytime I get a chance to you know get in the game I'm trying to make a an impact and you know I think obviously the you know the best way I, I can make an impact is to score as many goals as I can so that's exactly what I'm trying to do and hopefully uh I can keep doing that and get rewarded with some more minutes um, so what's your plan then going forward in, in terms of your immediate career and then further in the future? Is it just getting, yeah. trying to break into the team or have you got a wider sort of plan for what you want to do? Yeah, I, as of right now, yeah, for sure. Just trying to, you know, get more games, more minutes with the first team. Um, you know, just kind of prove to them that, you know, I, I can play and, uh, you know, prove to myself that, I, you know, I belong there. And so uh, that's for, for me right now, that's that's it. But obviously I just want to, get better and uh you know keep working hard every day so yeah just to you know become the the best player i can possibly be and you know see where that takes me but yeah as of right now i'm just trying to get as many minutes as i can and uh, help the team win and uh with the red bulls what's the uh what's their ambitions this season it's got to be trying to get to that mls cup final right oh absolutely i know last year the team had uh you know great success with the supporter shield you know um but yeah it came up a little short obviously uh, you know, with, the, with Atlanta, your team beating us, but <laughs> definitely getting getting to the MLS Cup um, right now in the East. I mean, the points, the the difference in points is very very slim. So I think we got eight games left. So uh, we're trying to rack up as many points as we possibly can right now, just so uh, you know we secure a spot in the playoffs and and uh, try to make a run at this thing. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Really good guy, isn't he? Really yeah. nice to have Tom Barlow on. And you know what? I'm really pleased for him that he got the start last night. And BWP, do we think there's something going on? Like, I said to you last night when the team was announced, I messaged you, it was late as like 1am. Mm. And I said to you, is something going on with BWP? Because middle of June, he was back from injury. He's still not started. I don't know. How old is BWP now? Is he about 32? Is he the same age as Wayne Rooney? He's around that. In that ballpark. Let's have a look. Right, Phillips. Okay, so Bradley Wright Phillips is 34. Yeah, so we're talking Wayne Rooney. Yeah, so I don't know, mate. Because at the weekend when he played New England Revolution, Brian White got injured about 20, 25 mm. minutes. So Bradley Wright Phillips played a good 65, 70 minutes. But you watched this. You said he didn't do anything. Not really, no. I expect a lot more. Um Maybe he's just found... He's had injuries, and I don't think he's had that many injuries throughout his MLS career, so maybe he's just getting used to the... Mm. the he's having to get himself ready mid-season, whereas before it was at the start. But 
we'll wait and see with him. Is this the end of Bradley Wright Phillips? Uh, to be honest, for a Red Bulls point of view, if you've got Brian White and Tom Barlow as understudies, it's not the worst thing in the world. But um, and it's good to see that I like them that they're promoting youth as yeah. well. If yeah. you if you're gonna lose BWP if something's happened if something's up with him if he's not able to go the full ninety still which seems bizarre because it's been literally like three months now, um, then Tom Barlow and Brian White strong duo. Yeah, so we'll keep our eye on that one. Uh, of course, Bradley Wright Phillips he's always going to be a goal scorer and heading into the playoffs he's a player that they're going to want and you never know if this is his last season then. Maybe they'll want to do one step further than last year and get to that MLS Cup final for him because he would deserve it mm. after what he's done in MLS. The MLS UK Show. Right, so uh, big news this week in MLS. Another expansion side. St. Louis is joining the league. I'm excited for this. It seems like I've never been St. Louis, but it seems like a great place. 28th team to join MLS. They'll be here in 2022. And to me, St. Louis is just Nelly. Nelly the rapper. <laughs> Do you know, like, Outcast is Atlanta. I, I want Nelly involved in this. I want, I want him, whatever the equivalent of throwing the first pitch is, I want Nelly there, you know, featuring plaster on face. Yeah. Bring Kelly as well, you know. She's nothing to do with it, but, you know, can't have Nelly without Kelly. Now, I was going to do a five things you may have missed in MLS this week, but as usual... This is becoming a theme now. Uh, I then There's so much going on, there's so much news coming out, but there's no point in doing because we just need to discuss everything. Mm. The big news coming out of Montreal, Remy Gard has been axed. <laughs> He's been replaced with former Houston boss uh, Wilmer Cabrera. He was axed himself, what, last week? Yeah. So a quick turnaround for him. Um, at the very start of Remy Gard's MLS career, you weren't his biggest fan. No. They turned it around last year at a decent end to the season. They now find themselves just in the playoffs. What do you think? So the way I look at this is, and I remember quite clearly last season, we watched a game. I watched a, a Montreal game with you before we were due to fly to Ibiza the next morning. Yeah. And I tweeted a gif. Um, do you know the guy who's like lost at a tube station, just like looking around like this, like, where do I go? Where do I go? And that was like them going forward last year because at half, the halfway point of the season, um, Montreal were dreadful they had had a dreadful start and he all of a sudden turned it round and they they had a really good spell this year it's been the other way around so they started really well they continued on from where they left off last year and they were up there literally a few weeks ago they were up there with philly we keep talking about philadelphia and you know what a great season they're having montreal were keeping pace with them until literally a few weeks ago and they've just well they've won one in eight and they've won four in 15 in in MLS. Right, like, not mm. not good enough. So my argument kind of stands from last year, and I, you're going to laugh, but I, I think deep down you can agree. From what we've seen of Remy Gard, so I'm talking Aston Villa in the Premier League, where it went horrifically wrong, yeah. to now, in the last couple of years, when it goes wrong for Remy Gard, it goes spectacularly wrong goes downhill very, very quickly. And I just think it gets to a point, I don't know the inside out of of the club, but for, to me it just seems like when it goes wrong, it goes wrong and somebody obviously saw that there was no going back. Well, Ryan, who is a Montreal fan, he's appeared on the podcast a few times as well. He sent us uh, a tweet that somebody did. I had to translate it, it was in French obviously, but um, it said that 
this person's uh, interpretation of it is that it was mainly because of a human side of management. So the tactical side, Remy Gard mm. is, is, I mean, the guy did wonders with Leon. You can't argue what he can do tactically. The human side of it, the man management was at zero. And that's probably why uh, he's now gone. Because if you look at Mon- Montreal in seventh, that's probably where I would expect Montreal to be. Mm. You want to break into the playoffs. They're not, yeah. they're not going to, in that conference, you're not going to be competing against Atlanta and New York City, are they? But they can get into the playoffs. So on paper, you think, okay, they're probably where they should be. But if there's something going on in the background and the fact that, let's face it, it's a bit of a a sandwich, if you will, in Remy Gard's MLS career. He started off poorly and he's ended mm. poorly. The uh, This is the time. We saw it last year with Vancouver. Yeah. Around this time, if you're on the cusp of the playoffs, a lot of franchises are looking and going, right, shall we stick or shall we twist? Montreal have twisted. They've gone with uh, the former Houston manager. Who, by the way, got fired for not being in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So it's going to be really interesting. Montreal fans, tweet me if you think I'm right. If I'm wrong, let me know where I am with this. Omar Brown left Montreal. Okay, so he was really promising. He joined the side on loan. From what I saw of him, looked great. Scored an amazing goal, by the way. Yeah. Um, looked very, very impressive. But kind of just left out the back door. He's, he's left out of this side for five, six, seven games and has now gone back and left Montreal. Potentially something happened there, maybe along the Luciano Acosta-Ben Olsen line of things, like maybe a, a fallout. And that could have just been you know, the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of the decision being made. You know, it's it's a good talent, Omar Brown. It's it's how people are managed, isn't it? Like, Zlatan, probably quite difficult to manage, but you keep him on the field because the guy's a genius. Yeah. Um, And I think Omar Brown, um, you know, when partnered with uh, Navio, um, which I know has also been a little bit of of strain tension there in Montreal with the Quanquo as well, um, they've been very good going forward. And they've lost Omar Brown now. And I don't know whether that was something to do with Remy Gard or not, um, but he certainly left before um, he was expected to. Yeah, and, and uh, just on the pitch as well, I think the the performances recently, the form recently, and then you look at Saturday's game, they were mm. leading against FC Dallas. Yeah. They ended up drawing. The discipline quite clearly was not there. So, uh, we're, as I said, we'll have to wait and see. Perhaps it was the right decision. Time will tell. And we'll see where uh, Montreal end up at the end of the season. Okay, speaking of teams on the cusp, um, maybe less on the cusp than Montreal, uh, it's time to talk Chicago Fire. And uh, I want to bring in James from Fire Fans of the UK. And I had a little bit of a chat with him because I just kind of wanted to gauge where Chicago fans were at with this. Because to me, it feels like it's been the same old, same old, same old for the last couple of years. So here's what happened when I got the lie of the land on all things Chicago when I caught up with James from Fire Fans of the UK. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. And joining us right now on the MLS UK show is James. James from Fire Fans of the UK. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you. I'm excited to talk Chicago because they're one of the teams that we've got left, one of the ones that we haven't touched on yet. And um, where do we start? It's been another average season, is that fair to say? I don't know if average is right. It's been a roller coaster, if anything else. You never quite know what's next just now with Chicago Fire. 
Yeah, you can say that again. Um, in the in the time that I've kind of been been in MLS, it's it's kind of been very similar to to this season. There's been runs of games where sort of you get a little bit of optimism and then it kind of dies out a little bit again. Where do you stand right now on this season? Are we saying that this season is a success? Is it only going to be successful if you can scrape into the playoffs? How how do you look at it? It's a very odd one because on the face of it, making the playoffs this year would be a success. But at the same time, we very much feel as though they've gotten to the playoffs in spite of everything that's happened on the pitch. There have been long spells this season where this has looked like a team that's been in freefall. There have been games where you've watched them playing and you can't quite put your finger on what they're trying to do. And then there's other games where you look at it and you see the makings of a really good side who could do really well and probably should be challenging for a deep run into the playoffs. Just bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can kind of relate to this, you know, being an Orlando City fan, to be honest. Um, can we just touch on Bastian Schweinsteiger, who, of course, is a legend of football stroke soccer, um, World Cup winner, of course, former Manchester United midfielder and defender. He's kind of found a new home at centre-back with Chicago. One thing I'll, I have to start with is the fact he's 35 and very, very rarely misses a minute, let alone a game. He's kept himself in good condition, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. He's in brilliant condition. Um, the move to defence, it hasn't surprised me too much. Uh, possibly quite how much... He's been relied on as a central defender. It's been a little bit of a surprise because it's, it's not an area where the lack bodies brought Marcel in last winter who's spent more time on the bench than he has in the field. Mm. So the, the Schweinsteiger move back hasn't been out of necessity. So it makes me think it's been something that the player himself has, has maybe pushed for. Um, it doesn't surprise me he's moved back there, but I think at the minute, would be better served with him in midfield. James, can you please as well, please explain to me the situation with Raheem Edwards? Because, <laughs> I mean, injured until the middle of May and then came back and immediately played two games. So you think, wow, like he's massively in, in the coach's plans here. And yep. since then, that's it. He's literally not played since the middle of June and not even made the squad. Like, what's going on there? Who knows this? This is another one of these decisions from Nelson and Pono that it's really hard to get your head around for some things that you do. Everybody raves about Pono as a coach. Um, he gets great write-ups tactically. Just wonder about the decision-making process sometimes and how much reputation comes into things. But there certainly seems to be a little bit of that where if a player doesn't his name maybe doesn't carry that good or so he's not came in on a big salary then we're quickly cast aside. I mean with with Raheem, if he's quite something's quite clearly happened there. I mean he played he played two games um on return from injury. He was on the bench and, and came on and played half an hour. Started another game after that in June, and since then that's it. Like we've not seen him. If he's not part of Chicago's plans, should he not have been traded in the window? Would you trust anybody in the Chicago Fire front office to trade? <laughs> so, as a fan, you're you have serious issues with with the front office and and it, sort of your confidence in them. 
Yeah, you, you have to look at what they're paying out in salaries compared to what they're getting on the field. I mean, when you take, even when you take away the ridiculous amounts that Basti gets as a DP, I think they're something like fourth or fifth in the league mm-hmm. on salary. Yeah. But, and if you, you can ask anybody across any team, where would you put Chicago Fire in an overall ranking of the league? They're a bottom five, bottom six team to most people. So they're not getting the bang for the buck. Nowhere near it. And it's not as if it's all tied up in just one or two players where you can you can point a finger and go, okay, they brought this guy in, they've overpaid here or they've overpaid there. Looking at next season then, if 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 they weren't to make the playoffs or even if they were, talk of a rebrand, um, the stadium move, what's going on at Chicago and, and what do you kind of expect to happen over the next few years and in your opinion, what needs to happen? What I expect to happen and what needs to happen, sadly, are two wildly different things. With all the talk of rebranding, it looks like the name's staying at least, so it's still going to be Chicago Fire. That's not the problem. Wearing a red jersey isn't the problem, not even playing out in Bridgeview. We need to fix what's on the pitch first. Until that's sorted, it doesn't matter how they do it. And until they get not even players who are that world they don't need to be bringing in the Zlatans and the Raymond of the world they need to bring in guys who can do it 8 weeks out of 10 if they're doing it 4 weeks out of 10 and until that's fixed that's the issue whether that means a change in coaching staff a change general manager and it has to go that high so be it but that's what needs to happen what's going to happen however is lots of platitudes from the front office who will talk about rebuilds and changes of intent whilst largely offering up the same thing. Or to quote Nelson Rodriguez, he's going to shake up the soccer world and do the same thing he's been doing for the last four years. The MLS UK Show. So there we go. We have now spoken to a representative, a fan of every team who are in MLS this season. So thank you very much for everyone who's joined us. We uh, It's not a closed book. We're not just having the same people. We're going to be speaking to more fans throughout the rest of the season and then into next season as well. And, uh, you know, we're open to anyone who wants to chat with us. Just get in touch at MLS UK Show. And, you know, everyone says we're all weird. Too uh, too partial towards uh, too biased towards Atlanta and Orlando, but there we go. We've spoken to every single someone from every single club in MLS, and mm. we're ready to double up. Could it be you? Message us now if you want to come on the show at MLS UK Show on Twitter and Instagram, uh, or you can drop us a message hello at MLS dot show. Right, shall we do our new favourite game? Hello and welcome to the Jason Crisis. Right, my contestant today. Again, is Henry Hewitt. Come on down. Uh, okay, so I mentioned earlier on that LAFC currently are setting a new MLS record for goal differential. Okay, they are plus 42. Wow. I've had a little look back and I want you to decide uh, when I give you the team and the year, whether they were higher or lower. Okay? Okay. So we start LAFC. Uh, 42, currently the record holders, so they're at number one. Okay, uh, So the next one, Atlanta in 2018. Right, well, this is going to be less. If so it's going to be less than LAFC. Yeah. And that's 26. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
TFC in 2017 higher or lower than Atlanta in 2018? Ooh. I think Atlanta were, were winning games by bigger totals than Toronto that year. Uh, so I'm going to go Atlanta were higher. Toronto much higher, 37. Oh. So Toronto in 2017 were 37. DC United in the same year, higher or lower than 37. In what year? 2017. Lower. It was lower. DC, minus 39. I was going to say, I thought they had a terrible season. <laughs> now, here's one for you. DC United in 2017, higher or lower? FC Cincinnati in 2019. Oh, okay. Um, higher, but not by much. When you say higher, do you mean... Closer to zero. Closer to zero. Yeah. FC Cincinnati are closer to zero. They are at minus 35. Oh, just... Okay, all right. While we're over this side of the spectrum, <laughs> FC Cincinnati in 2019 or Orlando City in 2018, no. higher or lower? You had a couple of shockers last year. I'm going to go with Orlando was lower. So Orlando had a worse goal difference. Incorrect. It was minus 31. Oh. I think Orlando conceded. They set a record for most conceded, but I think they also scored more yes. than FC Cincinnati have achieved. Uh, okay, so Orlando in 2018, minus 31. SKC in 2018, higher or lower? Higher. Obviously. Yeah. We're back on a, uh, we're back on a positive uh, 25. Red Bulls in 2018, higher or lower than SKC with 25? This could be a curveball, because obviously Red Bulls had the record-breaking season. Mm -hmm. Didn't win MLS Cup, though. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be higher, surely. They've got to have a higher goal difference. You think Red Bulls is higher than SKC? Yeah. Only by four. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, 29. Now, for a bonus point, which team appears four times in the top ten worst goal differences in MLS in all time? Now, I want you to really think about this. Think about who it could be and maybe the knock-on effect that it may have had to their side. I'm going to go with Colorado. You see, I'm smiling. Because you're wrong. Oh. I tried to give you the clue, but you weren't picking up on it. Chivas USA. Oh, the effect it has. Yeah. Right, okay. No longer a thing, cause terrible. Oh. Um. Yeah, no extra point awarded. But Henry Hewitt, thank you for playing. The Jason Christ is right. Come back again. Have another go next week. But for now, go on up. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. I would normally do well on that. I did very poorly today. Uh, got your consolation prize, though. Go on. So if you remember on the show last week, you handed over one of your prized possessions to me. Yes, the Atlanta shirt. Man. I'm amazed that you haven't asked me about this. Well, I saw a few people tweeted about it and I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to mention it. And uh, I'll get it back at some point. That's why we're doing a podcast so soon for our standards after the last one because I want my shirt back. So for those of you who don't know, I, as a Norwich City fan, went to the Premier League game between Norwich City and Newcastle United at the weekend. And Newcastle United, one of their record signings, of course, being Miguel Almiron uh, from Atlanta United. Yes, hero. So, Henry, yeah. 
wanted me to take his Atlanta shirt to Norwich. I'll be honest with you, mate. I walked in my dad's house and he was like, what have you got that for? <laughs> uh, well, if you remember, I, I said if you was to get it signed, uh, I'm already wearing a, an Orlando shirt when I go and watch Orlando uh, in a few weeks now, actually. I would also wear a scarf. I'd be that happy I'd also wear a scarf. So I, I'm willing to put that on the line for this. <laughs> right. I don't know how we're going to do this. Right, okay. I want you to close your eyes. Yeah. Hold out your hands. I'm going to place the shirt carefully in your hands. Do not look because I need to talk to you while you've got the shirt in your hand, okay? Right, so I'm going to me- I'm meant to stand here with my eyes shut. Yeah. This is a studio that has got windows. <laughs> there are people in other rooms, so they're going to... Wa- right, okay, I'll shut my eyes. Right. right, I'm going to put the shirt in your hand now. Do not open your eyes yet because I want to talk to you about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Right, so Henry's got the shirt in his hand now. He's got his eyes closed. Before I tell you anything about this... Right. How much confidence do you have in my ability to get this done? Um, this is so weird with my eyes shut. Uh, okay, I'll be honest with you. Yep. When we said it last week, I was thinking, okay, well, they get into the ground and they normally got the headphones in and then, they, you know, Newcastle lost, obviously, so then they've got to leave the ground and maybe they won't want to talk to anyone. So I didn't have much faith in you, but all this that you're doing now makes me think maybe you might have pulled through with it. Okay. So you probably you were a you were a one or a two out of ten. Yeah. Now you're thinking maybe four. Um six. Six? Okay. Can I get you up to an eight or a nine if I tell you yeah. that I spoke to Miguel Almoro? Does he speak good English? Not really. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> Can confirm. Um okay, so what did you say to Miguel Almoron? You're welcome. And what did he say? Thank you. <laughs> Great conversation. Um, right, okay, eight or nine. My only thing is, mm-hmm. right, so here's a little story, and hopefully the guy who uh, who has this in his possession doesn't hear this, because I remember a few years ago, can I open my eyes yet? No. no. A few years ago, <laughs> right, in our radio job, one of our mates was a big fan of Example, the DJ. Right? <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and he requested a signed CD. And the story is that you got somebody to fake Example uh, his signature, and you give it him. And it wasn't put... me, you know. It well, was the pre- it was a different presenter. You were part of it, though. I you... wasn't. I didn't work here at the time. Mm, okay. Well, you still know that story. Yeah, because it was left on my desk when I started. I went, what's this? Oh, it's a signed example CD. And they went, no, somebody asked for it. And (laughs) so we just signed it ourselves. So with that in mind, I am a bit like, hmm, has he just forged Miguel Armoron's signature? As much as I would love to have written all over your Atlanta United shirt, I didn't. Henry, I'd like you to open your eyes and unfold the shirt now and tell me what you see. There's nothing there. <laughs> when I spoke to Miguel Almiron, um, I was merely passing the ball back to him. He said, thank you. I said, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> he declined to sign your shirt. <laughs> what, you asked him mid-game? No, 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 no. This was in the warm-up. Oh, right, okay. Why did he decline to sign the Atlanta shirt? Because then he'd be a... He didn't even acknowledge the fact that I'd asked. Well, that was a whole <laughs> letdown. The only consolation is... I'm, I'm genuinely sorry. Like, I, I honestly tried. And he came over and I literally waved it and pointed like with the pen to sign. Do you know what? It's probably like... Because it was 
all the cameras always rolling. Somewhere there's probably video evidence of this because I was in the front row. He just literally it was like I I had not said anything at all. So um, what I've taken from that is that Atlanta are dead to him. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what I take from that is that he listens to the podcast and he thought, you know what? I don't want Henry wearing a uh, a purple, a god awful purple scarf. So I'm not going to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry that I couldn't get it done. But I did try. I literally tried. And for that, I feel like you should still wear the scarf. No. I, I had to speak to a former Atlanta United <laughs> player. No, you know what? I'm just glad to have my shirt back. But, uh, all right. Well, you tried. That's all I could ask. You I tried. did my best. And you spoke to him. Uh, so, uh, as we said, in a few weeks for the New England Revolution game, I'm in Orlando. So I'm going to be catching an Orlando City game. My first ever MLS game. I am really excited. That's a massive game, by the way. When you booked that, we weren't really that bothered about it. That's huge in yeah. terms of playoffs. I've been keeping my eye on things and I've been like, as, as every week's gone by, I'm like, okay. You could probably is... sell your tickets for a grand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing a podcast before I go away. So I have a next week or the week after. So we'll build up to that and you can prep me for what I should expect. Okay. Uh, but before that, it's rivalry week. Should we do some predictions? Let's do it. Kicking off the weekend's action, this is on Friday night slash Saturday morning here in the UK, one o'clock in the morning, it's Orlando City versus Atlanta United. Yay. I'm going to be honest with you, mate, and this happens all the time and I'm more than happy, to, you know, because actually it proves me right every single time. I always go for an Atlanta win, um, yet to be proved wrong. Uh, and I'm going for it again. Just they're in great form. Uh, Orlando missing some key players. Some uh, in terms of wing backs, um, both Moutinho and Juan have been incredible this season. Um, getting forward, getting assists. I really fear for us without them, especially with the likes of O'Neill and Smith and Miller coming in instead. Um, I I think this could get ugly. I'll be honest. I'm gonna go three one Atlanta. And I'm sorry, every single time we do this, you go, nah, I think this could be it. I think this could be the time. I'm sorry, but with the form that Atlanta are in, coming off that victory against Portland away, you cannot say that they're going to lose this. I'm not having it. Stop trying to save face and just be bold. Well, you're right. I always go for Orlando just to cover my back. Uh, last year and the year before, I will admit that it was it was just to cover my back. This season, however, I don't know. With Frank Nibor, it's just a bit different. It's the funny Ar- because Orlando are much better now than they yeah. have been in the last few years. However, Atlanta still massive favourites. Um, so, the result last week was a big result. Winning at Portland was huge. It was such a great result. I didn't watch the game, but when I woke up, I was like pleasantly surprised and I was in such a good mood about it. However, I think with Orlando, with Nanny there, are always a threat. Okay, if Dwyer starts, then I think Atlanta will win because recently he has been very poor. But it's going to happen at some time, mate. It's going to happen. and I, I not, not now, I'm sorry, but not now. Orlando, at some point, will beat Atlanta. It's funny the fact that it's not happening so long. The biggest game in your existence a few weeks ago, Atlanta won. But I don't even remember that. It's, they're going to win at some point, so I'm going to go a very scrappy 1-0 win to Orlando. Seriously. Seriously. Come on. Stop trying to save face. I just think face. with Nanny is a threat, and if Mueller comes on, I know it's going to happen. You know he's going to score against Atlanta just to annoy me. So 1-0, Mueller. Nanny assist. That's my prediction. 
That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, I'm happy to take the points. But <laughs> that's ridiculous. Okay, Cascadia time. Portland at home to Seattle Sounders. I think this is 2-2. Two, two. These are always really tough to call Seattle v Portland games. Um, it's at Portland. They're going to want to get back to winning ways after that defeat to Atlanta. I think I'm going to go Portland 2-1. Just. Okay. A little bit annoying for me that New York City and New York Red Bulls played midweek because I think this is the one we all care about, to be fair. Um, NYCFC at home at the baseball ground to uh, Red Bull New York. And I think this is where BWP comes back. Sorry, Tom Barlow. I think this is where BWP makes his start. I'm going for a cheeky Red Bulls win. I don't know why. New York City, much better form. I just, do you know you just randomly fancy it? I'm going to go 2-1 Red Bulls. Um, Red Bulls are so hard to predict this season. Like They drew drew it home to New England Revolution, but then they beat DC. Um, But New York City, for me, they're just doing such good form. I think it'll be a tight game again. I think it'll be 3-2, though, to New York City. Okay, New England Revolution take on Chicago. For me, this is a home win, easy home win. I'm going 2-0 New England. Um, yeah, I, I think Chicago, Chicago score, but I think 2-1 New England. Uh, make or break game for DC as they travel to Philadelphia. This could be the beginning of the end for DC, and I think Philly have got this in the bag, and I think it could could get nasty. I'm going 3-1. Uh, yeah, I think Rooney not playing is big. Kamara playing kind of fills that gap a bit. Yep. You've got someone who can score. Different different player, though, isn't Yeah, it? but DC's farm is not great. I think this will be, I think, 3-0 Philly. Okay, um, I lost track of what we call this one because we get in trouble for whatever name we give it. Toronto are at home to Montreal, let's just say that. Um, can I just say, for those who aren't aware, maybe living in the UK, Toronto v Montreal is one of the fiery matches mm-hmm. in MLS. It's one of the biggest rivalries. So if you can get a chance to watch this game, make sure you watch it because it could go off. Yeah, fully off. Um, it's also uh, the Canadian Cup final. Same matchup, Toronto v Montreal. I mean, it's diff- Montreal is tough to call now, isn't it? With mm. Cabrera taking over. I'm just going to go home win just because MLS. I'm going to go 1-0 Toronto. Um, Toronto haven't... For me, I haven't been that great recently, but I think for this game, they'll be up for it. Uh, they're at home. The fans won't let them... I don't think Toronto's fans will let them lose this. I think Toronto win 3-1. RSL at Rio Tinto take on Colorado Rapids. I'm going for a RSL 2-0 win. This, again, big derby game. Uh, obviously, it's rivalry week, but these two don't get on. Um, uh, yeah, I trust RSL at home. Colorado, I've just been Colorado this season, so I think I think 4-2 to RSL. San Jose, uh, fresh off being thrashed by LAFC, take on Vancouver Whitecaps. Vancouver got a good win against DC last week, which I called, by the way. I said that it would be 1-0. Call cool, this one then, come on. San Jose will get back to winning ways, and I think it will be, I just think 2-0. I was going to go 2-0 as well. Talking about rivalry games, here's another one. We had a taster a few weeks ago. Now it's at the nipper. I think Cincy will be up for this. Uh, It's Cincinnati versus Columbus Crew. It's the Hellies Rio Derby Part 2 in MLS. What do you think is going to happen in this game? 
Cincy have these random games where they're all right and they drew the other day and I just think Columbus are going to want to put their stamp on this as the established MLS side and let's be honest the better roster the stronger roster um, I fancy Columbus here I'm going to go 2-0 Columbus you know what I, I think since this will be their their highlight of their season they've needed it since the first three games they did well in the first three games since then they've been poor I think they'll scrape a 2-1 win Okay, final two games. FC Dallas take on Houston Dynamo in the West. Monday morning, one o'clock. I've got to go FC Dallas win. I'm going to go two now. Depends if Remy Gard takes over at Houston. <laughs> um, I agree. I'm going to go one nil FC Dallas. And here we go. LAFC versus LA Galaxy. LAFC already in the playoffs, but as we saw against San Jose, that don't mean anything. They're not going to take the foot off the gas. And they've never beaten Galaxy. And they've never beaten Galaxy. This has got to be the time. This is it. It's got to be. I think I think this will be a high-scoring game, 3-2 LAFC. Yeah, always high-scoring. I'm even going to go as high as 4. I'm going to go 4-1 LAFC. Wow. Uh, right, that's it for this week. One more thing to do, and that's reveal the game with a changing name player. Uh, Elliot, let's. I, I said he's got a famous dad. Give us his dad's name. Nick Barnby. Nick Barnby is correct. We were looking for Jack Barnby, who uh, played in England and then moved over to Portland Timbers. He played 19 games on loan and then signed for them in 2017, played 10 games, scored one goal. He's since moved to San Antonio in USL, so he plays for them now. And uh, you got it right. Well done. Well done to everyone else who got it right as well. We'll have another one next week. But remember, send them in at MLS UK Show. Yes, uh, we'll be back for season two, episode 20, just before Henry flies out to Orlando to watch Orlando take on New England Revolution. I'm, I can't wait for it. Should be good. If you uh, go to Orlando Games, if you're from the area and you've got a recommendation for Henry, um, serious or funny, Send them in to us. Uh, you can either email hello at mls.show uh, or, of course, just tweet us at MLS UK show. Yeah, despite being an Atlanta fan, I do want to, like, remember, this is my first MLS game, so I do want to have the whole experience. Yeah. I want to do the walk to the ground. I want to do everything. Um, I kind of sat, I got my tickets the other day. We're not sat at the wall. We sat sort of to the left in the corner. Yeah. So practically, it practically the wall, in it? But, you know, we just sat down. If you can, uh, serious request, if you can uh, meet Henry um, at the start of the march and provide him with smoke and flares, etc., um, then that would be amazing. Um, just for his Instagram, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then I will put a filter on it to make it from purple to red and black sort of smoke. <laughs> be kind to him. Uh, yeah, send your recommendations and anyway, you can help him out at MLS UK Show. Um, Orlando, mate, you'll be surprised, despite you being an Atlanta fan, I think people kind of get that you're not going to Atlanta every week to watch them. You that you just chose a team. And I think Orlando fans, they'll do me proud here because they'll look after you still. Like They will look after you. I know that. I know they'll be good to you. Um, so guys, help Henry out uh, however you can. Send him all your recommendations and your tourist tips uh, and look after him if you see him at the game. Be kind to him. Um, get, get any recommendations in at MLS UK Show. Right, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.